Hi, guys. Welcome to this week's episode of Bitchipedia. Today, I have with me Hannah Lockie. Hello. Um, and I today want to kind of talk about how the podcast came to be and how I created Bitchipedia. Okay, I like it. So you were there from the beginning. You remember yes. when I first told you I wanted to start one and just to give everyone a little bit of background. So essentially, I've always, well, not always, but definitely after high school, I started to become a more confident person and always kind of viewed myself like I'm very tough, right? Like I'm a badass in certain ways, maybe feelings, not so much. Like really, I'm a big softie, but you know, I'm like a ride or die for people. I'm not afraid to get fight with someone, you know, so I had this kind of idea of who I was. And then that kind of all got shattered <laughs> this year. So this was, I was 29 when I first started thinking about it. And actually, we'll go back to last year. It was right before Corona happened. Right. That, well, I guess really it was after. So well, I'll, I guess I'll go back and backtrack a little before. So before Corona, I had just gotten my job, dream job really, as um, an event planner. And I've been, I graduated with my bachelor's when I was like 24. So the last five years, I've kind of bounced back and forth between what I wanted to do, but event planning was always like my number one goal. So when I found this position, open position online and I filled out the application. I genuinely thought I had no shot of getting it. And then after a month of interviewing, literally a month, um, they called me and told me I got the job. And it just seemed like everything was coming together. Like I had just gotten my divorce or well, I just separated from my ex-husband. I moved in to my apartment by myself. Like I was uh, self-sufficient for the first time. You know, I was on my own. But right. I thriving and I just got this new job and the girl I was going against for the job actually got hired too so we both started and I loved her so she was one of my best friends now we're at this awesome job together it's everything's coming into place and then like a month after corona hit and obviously you don't need to have conventions in the middle of a pandemic so that kind of put everything to a halt and obviously when it first started corona we no one had any idea no that this was going to be the extent of it so corona hits and I'm basically thinking because we thought wait like 12 weeks max we're going to be out and then we'll be back in it so I'm like I just need something to pass the time and one of my friends suggested that I start a podcast and I was like you know honestly that seems like something really fun that I could do and I know we did one we recorded one and it was kind of just before I, I nailed down a structure. It was kind of just like asking fun questions. Yeah. It was just kind of like playing and having fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, worst case scenario. Like I didn't think it was going to turn into anything. I didn't have a name for it. I had nothing, but I was just thinking worst case, we can look back on these interviews and I'll have fun memories with my friends. You know, I can look back. Right. That's where we were a time in our life, whatever. So then when I kind of started thinking about it, it, I kind of, it came, became more serious because really when I was telling people about it, I kind of thought everyone was going to be like, okay, like, you know, and think it's dumb or whatever. But when I was telling people I want to start a podcast, they were like, I think you'd be really good at that. Like, yeah, it could be really good to taking it more seriously. 
And um, long story short, because I'll just kind of wrap up the whole thing that happened. Um, I, I started building everything. I got the name. Um, I got a logo design. I had outlined all of these episodes that I wanted to do. And I was in a relationship at this time, happy relationship, whatever. And, uh, and all that changed because I got cheated on. So then I looked back at all my notes and I was like, all of this shit is coming from someone who thought that they were in a happy relationship. And right. all of a sudden I felt like a fraud, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no one is going to like, I feel like a phony, you know, I'm, I have all this advice and being like, oh, and I even, I had recorded episodes, you know, talking about stuff and everyone was like, yeah, you're in a great relationship and whatever. And then now I can't use any of that material. I have to go back and rewrite everything. I had an episode about turning 30, which I'm now 30. And that looks completely fucking different, you know? (laughs) And then the convention center, it took longer than, you know, we thought. So I still haven't gone back there. So now I'm back to waiting tables. I'm single and it's not by choice. And all of a sudden I feel like a fraud and like who the fuck is going to listen to anything that I have to say or advice that I have well when I can I'm tell you that I love your advice oh, I love you. coming to you when I have situations I know our friends and our coworkers feel the same way and you know just because you were in a relationship with that failed you didn't fail that relationship he right. did you know right so I still feel like you're advice is a thousand percent relevant I feel like it is worthwhile to listen to I feel like you can still give advice especially to young girls right who are still trying to like navigate themselves navigate things and I think it's important for them to to see that even the strongest and the most bright of women have people that fail them right you know and and that doesn't mean that that they're tarnished in any way, you know, like, I feel right. like you can still use this as a, as a learning point. I feel like you have, I feel like you've done a really good job of, you know, kind of taking this tragedy and turning it into a sort of guidance, you know, of like a, a, a self-learning of, of you falling back in your love with yourself, you know, like, I feel like, yeah. especially at work, like there's been a big difference in how much you love yourself, you know, right. like how much how much you're putting into yourself and then not as much into relationship. And I feel like your relationship with yourself is just as important as your relationship with hundred percent and more important, honestly. And that is something right. that I did. So everyone needs to go follow her and I'm going to have her on this fucking podcast, but the red Jasper, um, yes. Facebook. Oh my God. She's done so much for me and she's a psychic. She's like a spiritual leader. And I went and got my tarot cards read from her. And one of the things was talking about like self-love and even therapy. When I was talking to a therapist, she mm-hmm. was saying, you know, all this energy, basically you picture pouring into someone's cup, just like, you know, you give to other people and you pour all this love into them. But imagine how much better you would be like, how much better off you would be if instead of pouring into other people's cup, you pour into your own cup. Yeah. And even I'm, just a little yes and you know they say like if you loved if you loved yourself the way you loved other people like imagine that and that right. but that has been a real struggle for me self-love we did an episode on it too self-love is not something that comes easy to me and right. I feel like even still like you said I appreciate you saying that for sure but I still feel like sometimes it's like make it till I make it because I've realized in this journey that and it is oh that's what I was going to say BB 
from the Red Jasper told me it's a learning experience and, you know, use this as a learning experience. And I was like, okay, I guess that's what I'm going to have to fucking do because I don't understand why any of this shit happened. Right. Completely caught me off guard, but I'll use it. And I mean, millions of people have been cheated on. Like this was the first time it's happened to me. So it really wrecked my shit, you know? Right. Absolutely. But like, I learned from that and now I can relate to other people you know, with that. And I feel like it kind of opened up this whole other like part of my mind that I didn't have before, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like there are as often as there are a lot of women who did get cheated on, I feel like there are also a lot of women who continue to stay in this cycle, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And they, and they continue to allow, allow this to happen to themselves. And I'm not going to say that it's because they don't love themselves enough. Like, obviously I'm not saying that, right. You know, that people leave themselves in that situation, but I feel like it would be good to kind of take your advice. And I feel like women who are like that could take your advice and, you know, pour some of that back into themselves. Like they're working right. so hard for this strained relationship to work. And I feel like when you do kind of shift that balance and start focusing a little more on yourself and a little less on them, then you do kind of figure out that I don't, I never needed them in the first place. Right. Like I, I didn't, I didn't need them to be sufficient in who right. I am. Like I didn't need them to be satisfied. Yes. And that is one thing that I'm so bad about and that is part of my learning experience is that I depend on outside factors so much for validation you know like and I basically had an identity crisis throughout all this stuff because then I I, like I I felt like I couldn't give advice to people and this is funny we were talking about this yesterday and you made the comparison to sex in the city oh love it and it just clicked like the episode you are Carrie Bradshaw I I mean (laughs) the goal oh my god but actually she kind of didn't have her shit together so like no no, episode. (laughs) I mean you watched it more recently but the episode where she teaches like a seminar yes yes she goes to the seminar and she starts speaking to these women about how to find men and she's giving advice on like where to go like where to go blah 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 and then the women ask so like are you married? And she's like, well, no, I'm actually not married. And like, okay, so you're in a long-term relationship. And she was like, no, I'm still, you know, I'm still single. And they were like, well, then why did we pay to be like, why would we listen to you if you're not successful in everything you say? And so it kind of got her like discouraged and she started writing and, you know, and she was like, am I a fraud? And like, am I a fraud? Because I'm sorting through all this stuff, but just because you're giving advice doesn't mean you're already there. Wisdom comes through experience. And if That's you're already true. experiencing things, and if you're experiencing two, three steps ahead of the women who are behind you and younger than you, right? like if you can save those women from, from taking that stuff. And then she came, you know, she came to terms with that. She went to her next seminar and then she mm-hmm. rocked it just like you were doing. Yes, bitch. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. Just because just because things aren't going the way you thought that they would go and this is through no fault of your own doesn't mean that you didn't work so hard to deserve where you were meant to be just because things aren't there yet doesn't mean they're not coming and doesn't mean that you are not worthy and that you are not absolutely capable of helping other people through it right well and that so the slogan when I came up with the name Wikipedia, honestly it just kind of came to me but I knew 
that I wanted it to be something because, okay, I haven't read the book yet. I'm ordering it. I know, but the movie, I watched it just to tie me over, Eat, Pray, Love. There's a part in the movie where they're talking about like, what is your word? You know, Mm -hmm. and they're like, everyone's identifying with what their word is. And I was like, I know this sounds terrible, but my word is bitch. Like that's, that's yes. my word. And yes, we, my friend Rihanna and I, who initially, when we were talking about, you know, creating everything we talked about, I said, I wanted, I definitely wanted it to be bitch because I feel like that's one of those words that we're like taking back. Like, absolutely, it's a word of empowerment, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I am that bitch. I'm a bad bitch. Like, don't fuck with me because I'm an actual bitch. and then you take it back and I see like the only men who ever um call you a bitch it's usually because they're threatened right yeah absolutely so or they have and then it's so uncomfortable when you say the word bitch around them yeah you shouldn't call women bitches but you call us females you call us yeah sluts and hoes and like you can call us all these sorts of derogatory words but the moment I start using it it's not ladylike right it yeah, makes you well, uncomfortable. I've never been accused of being a lady either. Lady is certainly <laughs> not my word. But that is what, like, I, I thought about the name and I really wanted it to be, you know, with bitch, something with bitch. And then when I thought about the slogan, I don't really remember specifically when it came to me, but it's United in Trauma. And I constantly have to remind myself, that, like, that is the whole point of it. And we can't be fucking United in Trauma if I'm sitting up here you know they say when you become a master you become a fool like that's essentially what I feel like I I thought I had it all figured out and I was like I can teach everyone now because I've got my shit together but now I'm kind of coming to terms with like I can teach everyone because I failed so many times you know learn from my experience those who can do those who can't teach like let me teach you because I do (laughs) not have it figured out but I can tell you what I have fucked up thus far and you can learn from my mistakes and and I was also thinking um when we talk about trauma like this I remember thinking about this a few years ago and I was thinking like really because you think about some of the horrific things that have happened to people right and I was like I honestly don't feel like I have that much trauma Mm -hmm. right but then I kind of went down the list and was like I mean I guess well look I've got a list here um sexual assault happened young not super young but young enough um I almost died my kid almost died when I had my delivery you know I had a terrible pregnancy I got fired because I was pregnant from my job that was my first out of college experience we had just moved to a new state failed marriage my mom technically died she flatlined and came back to life they revived her uh, when I was like in junior high, my dad got cancer and it was all these things. And I'm like, you know, when I sit back and look at it, it's like, you have made it through a lot of these things. You can fucking make it through being cheated on, you know, like you can make it through whatever, like look back and see all the shit that you've been through. This is nothing. And also comparing your trauma to other people's does no good. You know what I mean? Like does no good. Absolutely. Does no good. One of my favorite one of my favorite quotes is something that says like, if someone is drowning in six feet of water and you're drowning in 12 feet of water, you're both drowning. It doesn't matter your circumstances. Yes. Yeah. Like yes. your suffering is not lessened because someone else's suffering is a little bit greater. Like you are still going through this and you are still 
absolutely valid to have those feelings that you have. I feel like it's really unfair to compare yourself to others and it's doing yourself an injustice. A hundred percent. And like, like, go ahead. So I was gonna say, you know, it kind of like cuts off the grieving process and you have to go through the, and that's of everything, of anything that happens that, that saddens you, you have to go through a process where you come to terms with it, even if it's small, even if it's something that, you know, like you, it won't affect you in five years and two years and 10 years, you know, even if it won't affect you in the future, you still deserve that because that's where trauma comes from, from not allowing yourself to heal. 100%. And I was just listening. This is another podcast. That's a good one. It's called Manifestation Babe. And she's got mm-hmm. a lot of really good stuff. And she actually had an episode talking about unworthiness. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just thinking, I got off track because of, I was thinking of something else you said. But then I remembered this was one of the things feeling worthy because my mind's all over the place. I've got a million things to say. So when <laughs> I went to go to get my tarot cards read the last time, she asked me, you know, what the trauma was that had happened. And she could tell all my cards were fucked up. Told her I cheated on. And she told me, you know, you need to cut the cord, whatever. We're talking about other stuff. And then she asked me um, if I'm afraid of success. And I was like, mm. <laughs> you know, honestly, yeah, yes. Like more than I'm afraid of failure, I'm afraid of success. And I really have everything you've worked for. Yes. And I, I, I remember like thinking about because it caught me off guard and she was like wow and I was like you know I don't honestly know so I went home and I thought about it for a few days and then I realized I'm afraid I'm not necessarily afraid of succeeding I'm afraid that if I do succeed I'm still not going to be happy and like I'm still not right. gonna be fulfilled you know that I'll get everything that I want and still sit there and be like mm, no I still feel empty inside you know yeah and that's a terrifying feeling but yeah. I mean, there were things that, and sometimes I forget that I have like crippling depression, you know, like it's, it's just like creeps up and it's like, well, you know, don't forget, like you also are real low on serotonin, bitch. So when I was thinking like Twitter, um, my idol follows me on Twitter, Kate Chastain from Below Deck, obsessed with her. And I remember when she followed me, I was me and my ex weren't together anymore and I wanted to tell him and like share with him these things and he wasn't mm-hmm. there and anytime like if she interacted with me she would comment on my stuff and whatever and all these different people from below deck started following me and still I was like, eh. like the moment was fleeting you know what I mean like none of that shit mattered because I didn't have yeah. anyone to like share it with you know and he was the one who really encouraged me to do the podcast and like pushed me to do it and then all of a sudden I feel like I'm alone and I just don't have, you know, anyone to share it with. And that's a shitty feeling, but, and I know that's not true. I know that there are so many people in my life, you know, right. who are your there. brain tells you that that's real and it's right. the only thing that feels real. Yes. Yes. And it's, I mean, I'm still drudging through that. And I, let me say, even with all the trauma, which it's probably, you know, when you're in the moment, they say, cause like the labor was terrible right I don't remember how terrible it was because I'm not in it so looking back I can be like yeah that sucks but I don't really remember how terrible it was so it might just be because I'm going through this now you know what I mean like my dad getting cancer was fucking terrible but I'm out of it now you know like we made it through that stage right 
crippling fear that something bad is going to happen, but that's another <laughs> subject, you know, like, <laughs> so like when you're in the middle of it, I guess it is hard to see, you know, the forest for the trees or whatever the fucking saying is like, I know that I'll make it out of this, but right now this is something that I'm like really struggling with. And, you know, when I came to work yesterday, I walked in and you guys were there and I was like, I just, like, I just don't have it in me and people can tell. And it sucks because I can't just be like, I'm usually a happy bubbly person, whatever, but sometimes you just can't fucking fake it, you know? Yeah. And it sucks, but I am learning to give myself, like they say, grace and be patient with yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's easier said than done, you know? Because grief, and I know, you know, grief, like grief is a hard thing to get through, you know, like I know that you've had terrible things and you don't have to go into anything specific if you don't want to, but you know, grief is hard to work through. Yeah. And it's hard to like recognize. Like, and, and it's something that, that you think you're through mm-hmm. and then it could be, it could be years down the road, you know, that something happens or you think of something or, you know, like my dad passed away almost nine years ago this year. And there are still times where like, something will happen or I'll be reminded of something that, that makes me think of him. And I'll be like, Ooh, let me text him. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's been years and you know, right. you can't text him, right. but like, it just feels like, I don't know. It just feels like it was like so close to there. And it feels like mm-hmm. sometimes that's part of like the trauma, like the steps that you have to take to get through the grieving. Yes. It took me probably five years to delete his contact out of my phone. You know what I mean? Right. Like I held it forever because I was like, I just it makes I it seem less it. real. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I feel like um, it's a lot easier to look at someone else and have patience with them because especially yeah. if you are so good at moving past things and pushing past things and there's that one thing that you just, yes, there's that one <laughs> thing you just feel like you can't push through and it feels like it like weighs on you even heavier. And then, you know, I feel, I, to me personally, I always feel like a crazy person when I get like this because I've, I've made it to the other side. I've been through it. Why is this still weighing so heavy on me? Why is this something that I, I can't seem to get past? I can get over everything. You know, it's not like a, I wish I could just rub some dirt in it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But that's it. We hold ourselves to, and that's, that's the thing is a lot of times I feel like you and I are kind of the same in this, that we feel like vulnerability is weakness. Yes. You know, and that was something too, that I struggled with which, oh my God, I can't even believe I'm making this leap, but I'm just, while it's on my brain, uh, being cheated on after that happened. And I wanted to go fight the side piece. You know what I mean? And it's like, if I don't do something that shit crazy, they're going to think I'm weak. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if I'm nice right. about this, if I let think this I'm happen. Weak. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And by the way, going back to the subject of what you're talking about, grief is not linear. And that's something that I have to remember constantly, you know, yeah. and especially with the loss of a parent is traumatic, you know? Yeah. Like, and I remember when my dad, there was a night when he's in remission right now. And this it's been, I think four years since his diagnosis, which is insane. Cause he had stage four lymphoma. It was, did not. Look wow. Good. Yeah. And there was a night wow. where I was at my job and my mom called me, which they're notorious for hiding how bad things are for me. And she told me the next day when I came down there, cause I was like, do I need to drive down? And she was like, no, 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 it's fine. And I talked to him on the phone. Like everything seemed fine. 
And then the next day, my mom told me like he had signed a DNR. She was like, I didn't think he was going to make it through the night. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> like, how can you not tell me about this? I would have never forgiven you if I didn't drive right. down. Because they were like, well, you were at work. Like, what? I would have lived. <laughs> Shit, are you kidding me? So, but I remember that night I was working at Mugshots in Louisiana and I went to the bathroom. It was like a work meeting. It wasn't even work. It was a work meeting. I went to the bathroom. I was like, there's something wrong with my dad. I went to the bathroom and answered the phone. She told me, you know, whatever he was, he wasn't doing well. And as soon as, you know, I hung up the phone, I dropped to my knees and was sobbing and was like, I'm not ready yet. Like I am not ready for this because my dad is my biggest protector and he's the one yeah. who makes me feel safe. And I remember in that moment feeling like if he's gone, like I have no protection. And I felt, so, I've never felt that alone in the world. I'm going to get, I'm getting like choked up thinking about it right now. You know what I mean? So it's like that feeling is mm -hmm. terrifying. And I can't imagine like nine years seems like a long time, but also my mom lost her mom, what, 20 years ago or something. Mm -hmm. And she's still not over, you know, you, this, this mm -hmm. is not something you get over. Yeah. Like you said, we have to be patient with ourselves because if it was me, you know, you have so much empathy for other people and mm -hmm. you give people a lot of grace. Like I'm telling you things, even when I tell you like, oh, I got cheated on. I'm still sad. And you're like, no, you have a right to be sad. You have a right to be upset. But then when it comes to you and the loss of a parent, you're like, why can't you get over this? You know, like, yeah, like move on. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's not, that's not the case. And we have to learn to be patient with ourselves, even though it's a hard. It is. And you have to remember that like, there are still going to be these great milestones in your life that you're always going to think of them, you know, and, yes. it, and it doesn't even, have, it can be, it can be mourning the loss of friendship, the loss of a loved one, the loss of a relationship, you know, like, like moments that you thought you were going to hit together. And it's okay for you to be sad in those moments too. Right. You know, like it's okay for you to long for them. Yeah. But it's not okay to blame yourself and to put yourself down and make yourself yes. feel worse because yes. you, you have to work through that. And I feel like that's been one of my biggest things with, I mean, I've even talked to you about a couple of friends that I hadn't seen in a really long time and, and I just missed them so much. And like, right. it worked out with us because you know, you gave me the strength to talk to them finally. And, and it, you know, it ended up great and, and I'm very happy, but like, it doesn't, it doesn't always happen like that, you know? And like, you're not always meant to reach back out to those people because you miss them and you long for them. Yes. You know, sometimes that's just part of the healing process and you can't always, you, you have to have the discernment to tell who is good for you and who yes. is absolutely toxic. Yes. Yes. And that's a thing too, like missing someone does not always mean like you're saying does not always mean you need to reach out to them you know right and that is that's, that's a hard part of grief that is a hard part of grief knowing yes. that they're in the same city as you like I'm not in any way negating death of a loved one but I almost feel like that is harder in a way like it's hard to know that you'll never see them again but it is so hard to know that you could run into them to run into them at the grocery store and have to pretend right. like you don't know who they are oh my like, god that is so hard yes yes and I can't I can't speak on what's harder for sure because I've knock on wood haven't lost anyone super close right but um well that's not true but anyway you get the gist but but knowing that my ex lives in the same town and constant like I work in a restaurant 
do you know how many times I worried that like I'm gonna be waiting I'm gonna walk up to greet a table and it's gonna be the person who fucked my boyfriend or that I'm gonna see them in Target I'm walking around and I see them walking through together like it's right crippling and I am not prepared for it and it's very easy this is my um you know there's like fight or flight or whatever my thing is like freeze just fucking cocoon myself up and just stay in a hole and wallow you know like I shut everyone out and it's just easier if I can just avoid everything like yeah that's flight (laughs) like (laughs) just don't don't put yourself in any situation that could potentially be scary or harmful. But this is another thing that um, Bibi says too. And I was just listening. She does like almost daily tarot readings. And that's why I tell everyone to follow her on Facebook. But she was talking about when you're like the most afraid of something, that's when you're on the cusp of a breakthrough. Yeah. That's what I kept thinking with the podcast. Like I would get so close and Mm -hmm. then I would just be like well you know what if it doesn't work out and I would I was really hard on myself for not putting one out every day on the same day of the week you know once a week put something out and I feel like I always needed to be working on something and then it became this like not chore but for lack of better word you know it was something that it wasn't bringing me joy it was just stressing me out and then I was really hard on myself and I'm like bitch in fact, one of my friends was like, relax. It's your shit. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You can put one out yeah. three days or once a, every three months. It doesn't matter, you know? So that was something I've had to learn. Also, that's another, you know, giving yourself grace. Like, be patient. Do what you yep. can. Just chill. Relax. But yep. when you feel like you're getting, this was a quote that I heard too, like when chaos is happening in your life, it's a good thing because it means the world is reorganizing itself for a new path. I love that. Right? Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. Like my biggest takeaway from all this shit is like, first of all, if I would have stayed in that relationship, uh, the podcast probably wouldn't have happened. You know, like I probably wouldn't have stuck with it. It and wouldn't have been so driven. Yeah, exactly. And I remember telling one of my friends, you know, I was when I was talking about feeling like a fraud. Uh, I was like, you know, because I had all this like happy relationship stuff. And now like what I do go in there and complain. And she was like, Becca, no one wants to hear about happy relationships anyway. And I was like, you know what? You're fucking right. Everyone would much yeah. rather talk about being pissed and dudes for being piece of shits. And you know, like all the trauma that we have, like it's a whole fucking point. Like, not yeah. let's talk about it, you know? Right. You know why? Because not all of us have been in a happy relationship, but we've all been fucked over by some Yes. Yes. So now I'm taking that and I'm like, you know what? This is something that I need to do. And it 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 kind of all came together like this. I do feel like and I think I've talked about this podcast, The Alchemist, one of my favorite books that I read. And it was talking about the only thing, the only purpose in your life, or the only thing in your life that you need to do is find your purpose. And truly, like, I, I know that this this could never be a full-time job. It could not work out that way. I don't know. But it doesn't matter because it's something that I've had people come up to me and say, like, hey, that episode, I was listening to it, and I really 
related to it you know like yes the fun ones we talked about the sex one like that was you know but like when people come up to me and tell me like your friend like I have so much in common with her and that was something that really spoke to me and I I just got chills thinking about it like to think that a piece of you is out there like making a difference or that you could help people in any way is like that's all I want truly you know and it's something I love to talk I love psychology I love being a bitch and I was like this is the perfect combination you know put it all together put it all together we mix it in a pot and here we go bitchopedia is born you know and it's when I really started thinking about it I was talking to my friend about this and was like you know when I, I I was putting together bitchopedia as a whole I was like I don't don't ever have to like think about like I'm not creating anything really it's just who I am like it's like my baby you know what I mean and I know it sounds yeah like when people say that but like truly I don't have to like I don't wonder like what's my next topic I've just got shit to talk about because it's like it's just it's a literal part of me and I'm putting it out there and it's fucking terrifying it's terrifying to be vulnerable it was terrifying last week for me to put out an episode talking about sex like I almost scrapped the episode because I was like this is a lot but I loved it (laughs) good but then I mean that's what that's the whole point of the podcast is I want people to feel like like you're in our living room and we're all just drinking together and talking shit yes because I honestly I loved your last episode so much because like women I feel like women are just always treated like flowers like delicate which we are which we are but we are nasty motherfuckers as well we are gross we have our own version of locker room talk like we are not all like now we might not be objectifying people the way that other people objectify other genders but we we are nasty we are we are the same way that men are we enjoy the sexual thing we enjoy the sex talk we love that shit. We yes. love that shit. Yes. And I think that women deserve an outlet to talk about it because men, they have all these damn songs about like getting pussy and like getting right. all this and getting all that. And then when the women try to do it, they don't like it so much. And I feel like women deserve an outlet. Women deserve right. somebody to listen to, to be like, yeah, I'm not the only one who feels that way. I'm not the only one who likes to get with my girls and talk about whether like we like missionary, whether yes. we like whatever, because you yes. know, like, yes. And that's like to do that too. take the shame out of everything. Talking about mental health, talking about, yes. talking about being fucked over by dudes, like feeling embarrassed or ashamed, throw it out the fucking window. Like there is some yes. that you can talk to. I love that. I love yes. that so much. I have yes. a tattoo on my chest that literally it's a bird with like armor on it. And it's signifying that the armor represents things that aren't natural, like shame and the hate that we have towards ourselves and to other people. It's not natural. Yes. Somebody told you to feel shame about this. That's why you do. I you know? was just listening to an episode of Manifestation, babe. Um, I wish I wrote down the number. Um, it's with Liam something. Anyway, he was talking, they were talking about that and they were talking about like these quote unquote negative feelings. And then she was like, these are not negative feelings. We were told at a young age to suppress these feelings. Yep. This anger, like you're not allowed to feel that way. You have to be happy all the time and whatever, but it's not like, those are not negative feelings. They're just fucking feelings and you have to feel them because if you don't, it erupts in this like terrible way later, you know, so don't feel ashamed and don't feel embarrassed about that. And that is one thing that I guess, because it's what I hate the most, like 
passive aggressiveness and judgment are the two like triggers for me. And it was something that I grew up around being, you know, from the deep South, you got a lot of that shit. And I have always like, that's the one thing I do pride myself on is feeling like anyone can come to me and tell me anything. And when people feel embarrassed or whatever, I'm like, don't feel embarrassed. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, what's to be embarrassed about? Yeah. And I always want to be an ear to listen. And I hope that that comes across with other people, but that's what the whole podcast is about. It's like, whatever you're feeling, do not be ashamed of it. There's people out there that you can talk to and we can be those people. Yes. (laughs) That's what we're (laughs) here for. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, I'm going to wrap it up because I feel like I could talk about this for days, but um I'm gonna have you back obviously I feel like I've learned more from you than you've learned from me false in life especially but (laughs) definitely on the podcast (laughs) no you you have helped me so much with so many things I feel like I feel like when I when I feel an emotional burden you're you're the person I like to I like to talk to I feel like you're grounded I feel like you're gonna tell me when I'm being stupid or when I'm being what I need to take that next step. And I'm just scared. I feel like you, you, you call me on my bullshit. And I love that. Well, I love that. I love that. I I can do that for you. I need someone to do that to me because it's very (laughs) easy for me to be like, yeah, bitch, get your shit together. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go crawl back in my cave now. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, Hannah, live for the moment. I'm going to go not oh my god well thank you so much for coming and seriously i'm gonna have you back on for sure oh, seriously i love you so much I i'll get see you back. tonight yes! i'll get you back on the next dirty episode yeah oh yeah <laughs> okay i love you and oh, we'll talk to you guys love next. you bye bye